0: Welcome to the Wellness Magic Makers Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Grant. On this show, we talk about taking your wellness business from unknown to unforgettable with a magical twist. Stay tuned for tips, tricks, and interviews to help you turn your passion into the business of your dreams. Hey Magic Makers, welcome to episode number 8. Today I'm chatting about funnels with Alice and Lex, and seriously, you're going to want to grab a notebook and a pen because this episode is absolutely jam-packed with info. But first, I wanted to see if you've joined the Wellness Magic Makers community yet. That's right, it's not just a podcast. The Wellness Magic Makers Facebook group is all about you. We talk about growing your business online and helping your clients, a little bit of woo-woo magic, and yes, you can grab your horoscope and plan your week around it every Monday. We also have fun free challenges to boost your business and so much more. And starting very, very soon, one wellness magic maker will be taking over the wellness magic maker Instagram feed every week. And all of the Wellness Magic Maker Chats guests on this podcast have been from the group. So do you want to hang out with people just like you who get what you're going through or maybe even have the chance to feel like a celebrity and be featured on this podcast or the Wellness Magic Maker's Instagram feed? Audra Haynes joined the group a few weeks ago and within a few hours she posted saying, Thanks so much, Katie. I've only been on this page for a few hours, and you've taught me so much valuable information already. So be like Audra, be like all of the other fabulous women you've met so far in this podcast, and join the Wellness Magic Makers Facebook group. You can check it out. Request to join. We'll get you added right away at bit.ly wellnessmagicmakers. Okay, so today's episode. I learned so much doing this interview, it's ridiculous, and I have even been studying up on funnels. Allison Lux had the enviable job of marketing manager at Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, working for Dan Kennedy and Bill Glazer, where she discovered her passion for all things direct response and info marketing. She's taken that passion and turned it into a business where she helps coaches, speakers, and authors create info empires. And seriously, she is awesome at this stuff. So, are you ready? If you haven't already grabbed your notebook, go do it now because we are starting in three, two, one. All right, so thank you so much for being here today, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Um, So I asked you to be here today specifically because your expertise is something that I really think the Wellness Magic Maker community needs to hear about. Mm -hmm. Um, Marketing funnels are something that we see and hear about so often, and they sound so daunting to implement, and I think because of that, very few coaches actually go through and have one like fully planned and laid out. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> why do you think that health coaches really need to have a funnel in place?
1: So um, this answer is actually across all businesses, but specifically with health coaches, if you think about. The, the fact that your business is really, there's a lot of one-to-one or maybe you're filling a small group program. Even if you're selling an info product, a lot of your selling right now is done one-to-one. So you're hosting, holding your 30-minute consultations, you're, um, you know, you're having these discovery calls or things like that to get people into your fold. But in order to get those people to those calls, you're also doing a lot of one-to-one selling whether it's in Facebook groups maybe you're running some Facebook ads um, or something like that but a lot of it it just it's very labor intensive right when you have when you have a funnel what you're doing is you're automating part of that process and I think that a lot of coaches are hesitant to do that because the personal touch in their business is is what they feel and rightly so something that their clients want but just because you automate part of the process does not mean you become this inaccessible random person that's just charging lots of money and not giving that personal feeling back right right? so if you create a lead magnet which is the free beginning offer you're automating the process of finding people who are going to be interested in what you have to offer and then if you Automate the the follow up emails. You're still just automating some of that sales process, and so a really good starter funnel. And I'm not sure if I'm skipping ahead in the questions oh, here, no, but I've fine. had I've had some coffee this morning, so I'm just gonna ramble. Go apparently. for it. <laughs> Um, A really good starter funnel is a free lead magnet, a free download of some sort leading into uh, a quick 15 or 30-minute consultation. And that is also for free. So that gives you the opportunity to get one-on-one with them, hear their challenges, and um, prescribe a program that's going to work for them. Oh, dear. My phone just rang. (laughs) There we go. That's why we added these things out. (laughs) Eh, whatever. Um, that, that's when you can prescribe the program that'll work for them.
0: Perfect. And so with that kind of sample of a really quick and easy um, funnel to create, how many emails would that be? Would it just be the first email with the lead magnet and then the second one with the follow-up offering a free
1: session? Or, or how would you advise that they set that up? Absolutely. So um, at Ask a Copy Expert, we we recommend actually between 5 and 7 emails. The reason is is that it can actually take between 5 and 7 or even up to 12 touches before someone decides to make a buying decision with you. To say and yes. yeah. Um so even though we're not charging money for the the consultation, Mm -hmm. that is still what we like to refer to as a quote-unquote buying decision because they're not giving you money, but they are giving you their time and their information and their attention. Right. So um, we recommend between five and seven over the course of really about uh, 12 to 14 days.
0: All right. So every couple of days, shoot another thing out, would you say that those typically look like, "Hey, did you see this this freebie that you got? Have you gotten a chance to look at it, or or what? Would you do you have like a suggestion
1: on um, examples of things to say during those emails? Yeah, so we're actually in the process of developing a product that goes through all of that. But um, as a really high-level overview, in the beginning is when you want to remind them. So your first email is going to deliver. Your second one is going to remind them to use their thing and give them the link again. The third email is really when you're going to begin transitioning from lead magnet delivery into selling your next thing. Okay. And then – you know whether you want to offer a deadline or any kind of scarcity a really good scarcity option in these emails is just i've set aside x number of spots on my calendar this month yeah so definitely. you want to make it a limited pardon me there's pollen in the air and my <laughs> my throat is not on board mm. but you want to make it a, a limited amount so there's that scarcity for sure i love that and so
0: Is a lead magnet funnel like this the only kind of funnel that you could be setting up or are there other type of funnels that you could have?
1: Absolutely. So there are – most funnels that you create will start at the lead magnet and then kind of work their way through the entire – the entire customer process with you um... for instance when we're building out um... my business partner and i are building out a funnel for our current product that we've just launched and we're um... We're talking about the lead magnet and then a low-priced offer and then the upsell and then the membership. So as you can see, it goes through multiple products, Mm -hmm. right, because it's all automated. But then we're going to be developing a funnel to take our standard review members up to VIP. And so that's an ascension funnel, right? So you have your, your customer acquisition funnel. Mm-hmm. You have an Ascension funnel, which could be, hey, you just completed my awesome group coaching. Now get some one-on-one time Let's with me. Let's get you into something or, else.
0: Yeah. Right. <clears throat>
1: so, And that's a really good funnel to have, which would be an Ascension or a resale funnel, especially if you have group coaching or a timed one-on-one coaching program to after that time frame is over to go ahead and, and get them into your next Thing so you want to build upon what you've already delivered consistently in your funnels and that's really what what they do
0: okay so effectively you can have more than one funnel or you maybe i should say should have more than one funnel kind
1: of running concurrently at the same time absolutely you're always going to be targeting different people you're going to be um targeting uh, you know you're you're Entry level product, let's you know, let's say um, health coach, you're helping people lose some weight. So your entry level product might be lose those first ten pounds, and then your intermediate product might be okay. Now you've lost those first ten, but you still have twenty or thirty to go. So let's get you a little more in depth. Let's do a little more digging why they're holding on, mm-hmm. and then maybe your your next product would be keeping the weight off. Um, you know what I mean? But so yeah. You, you can see how that life cycle has happened. You're targeting people who are struggling to get started. Then you're working with people who are continuing to lose. And then you're working with people who, who want to keep it off. Well, each of those products also offers a place where somebody could start into your funnel. Could start right there. That totally Absolutely. makes sense.
0: So in a way, you're kind I mean – Obviously, we all know what a funnel looks like. We're taking them from kind of like the most basic of our knowledge down to the most detailed of our knowledge. And each step of the way, we're kind of leaving something out so that they always need something more
1: from us well yeah i think i mean you know if you want to that's a really good way to put it at its simplest but i think that sometimes people might balk at that because it it feels a little icky too right we want to solve true, yeah. the, we want to solve all the world's problems right and something i have to remind myself all the time and i think it's hilarious because i think i'm funny is i'm not going to solve world hunger with a lead magnet Right. Like I can't solve all the world's problems with just this one thing. And so it's not necessarily that you're intentionally leaving something out, but it is that your world is so much bigger than you can really cover in a six week program or a five course self-study product or lead magnet. It's just, there's always going to be more help that you can offer. Yeah. That's a much better way to put it. it now I like I like the simple language of course and if it was just you and I talking I would be totally on board with it but I want to make sure that people don't feel icky too. Yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> well, and it's it's a matter of always anticipating what their next problems going to be.
1: Absolutely. It's it's and that is really the foundation of your marketing so at my heart I'm a copywriter and um the biggest question that you should always be asking about any program you develop, any funnel you put together and any copy you write is what is the problem that I can solve for my customer?
0: Love that. That's, that's great. I've been really pushing the, what do my people get from it? But that's an even better question to be asking.
1: Absolutely. At, at the heart, that's like the biggest copy question you can ever ask is, is what, what's the problem that I'm solving for them? That For they're sure. paying me to solve. Right, right. <laughs> Hopefully that money
0: is coming in. That's the point. <laughs> um, so let's say we have this funnel all set mm-hmm. up and, you know, everything's rocking and rolling. We're, we're talking to people. We're getting people into it. How can we tell if that funnel is really being effective? And if it's not being effective, how do we figure out what to tweak and
1: how to make it better? Oh, this is a fun question. <laughs> so the easiest way to tell if your funnel is effective is are you making money? Um, that is, I mean, that's going to be the fastest way. Um, but really, you have to also start to drill down into your numbers, okay? So you're going to have different conversion points within your funnel. Let's look at um, your standard lead, let's say a lead magnet funnel, okay? The mm-hmm. the one that we outlined. You have your ad, which can be a face a paid Facebook ad or a post in a group or whatever, okay? So mm-hmm. any kind of ad. That goes to your landing page. That's your second conversion point. Your third conversion point is going to be your, um, your after lander offer, your, your upsell, if you will, to your free consult. Okay. And that can either happen on the page, the thank you page from the lead magnet or in the email series. Mm-hmm. Um, in a perfect world, it'll be both. Okay. So that's three conversion points. Your ad has to convert, your landing page has to convert, and your after lander series has to convert. Right. So you're going to first look at how many people are opting in to get your free consultation. Okay. How many – like, okay, and let's say you've got 10. So then you're going to look at how many people opted in for your lead magnet. And for the sake of simplicity, we're going to say 100. So you've had 100 people opt in for your lead magnet. 10 people take you up on your free 30-minute call. That's a 10% conversion. Okay. And um, and I'm not a mathematician, so um, that's why I work in tens because keep it simple. We like that. My my own private hashtag, if I had one, which I really should, is writer for a reason. Um, <laughs> so, so ten percent. Now, for a free offer, you could probably go a little higher than that, like. The, But if that means, again, that you're closing the number of people you need to close in order to make the money, right? So that's the fourth point of the conversion that we haven't even talked about. And that's where the money is, selling your stuff. Right. Okay. So if you need 10 people, again, with the the easy numbers, if you need 10 people to buy your program, Mm -hmm. all right, and you know you're closing at a 10% rate, that means you need 100 people to schedule a 30-minute call. And again, if that's happening at a 10% rate, that means you need 1,000 people to download your lead magnet. Right. Well, now we have to look at how many people see your lead magnet, see your landing page, mm-hmm. right? Ideally, we would get a 50% conversion down to a 25%. So between 25 and 50% conversion on your landing page okay. from cold traffic. Um, actually, cold traffic might drive that toward the lower number um I'm trying to think I've heard the 33 to 40 percent range is good you know what I mean for cold yeah. traffic so um but also talk to other people in your industry see what they're doing see where their numbers are because that does fluctuate and change from industry to industry for sure. um as well as traffic source so um but let's, let's pretend you get a 50% conversion on your landing page, which is stellar. Right. That means you need 2,000 people to see your landing page in order to get the 1,000 people to opt in, in order to get the 100 people on the call, in order get to get ten. 10 sales. So you see how you're, you're reverse engineering the numbers you need Definitely. in order to make the sales that you want.
0: Those are fabulous numbers to know. Magic makers, be sure to take note of it. I will put it in the show notes as well. <laughs> um, but that I think is really important because I, mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people ask me that over and over again. Well, I want to get 20 people in this group program. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, it's you know, the the reverse engineering is definitely the way to look at it and
1: kind of work from there. Absolutely. And then optimizing. Because I think you asked me how to, yep. like, make it better, right? To tweak it, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's optimization, okay? So now that you know your numbers, you can see where the conversion breakdown is happening, right? So if you're getting a, a bajillion people to your landing page, but you're only getting five opt-ins a day, well, that's where your breakdown is happening,
0: okay, right? Okay, so, so look you,
1: at that spot. Exactly. So just like we reverse engineer how many people we need to get to our our stuff, if you will, we need to forward engineer where the breakdowns happen, right? Start at the ad and work your way through looking at the numbers and the conversion rates to see where things kind of grind to a halt, Definitely. okay? So if your ad's doing really well, most of the people who see it click on it, right? Because that's a conversion point. Yep. Then you will... If if it's converting well, but your landing page isn't, then that's where the breakdown is happening. If your landing page is converting like, I don't know, like hotcakes. I don't know the word. like crazy. <laughs> yes, hotcakes um, is what I've heard there. <laughs> hotcakes. We'll just go with it because pancakes are delicious. Um, if that's converting really well, but you're not getting the signups for the 30-minute consult, well, then that's where you need to look. And if you're not closing on the consult, then you've got to find somebody who can coach you through that sales process and help you make that better. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's you're looking at where the breakdown is. Um, a couple of things to tweak right off the bat. Take a look at the copy on your landing pages mm-hmm. um, and in your emails. Make sure your emails are getting opened. Um, if they're not getting opened, obviously they're not getting read. Uh, headlines are really important. There's a um, – I found a study. I think Copyblogger post, published it. I'm not sure where they got it because I forget. But um, eight out of ten people don't get past your headline, yeah. and that's, um, that's a lot. A lot of people not reading your sales copies. So always work to optimize your headline. Make sure you're targeting your audience really effectively um, with your ads and also writing to them really well on your pages and in your emails. Again, you want to speak to that pain, that, um, that problem that they're paying you to solve. Definitely. So you can always optimize there as well.
0: Love that. So just because I have an idea of a number in my head and I'm curious what your answer will be, what would you say is a
1: good open rate for an email um you know I get excited when I see a 30 percent or higher um I think it again it really depends on the industry Industry, right um but the thing is the it can really vary the obvious I I know it's a hard question (laughs) (laughs) it is it is and most of my percentages are always going to be it's your mileage may vary you know Testing, testing, testing. I have been getting from my emails. I've been getting between thirty-five and forty-five percent, um, which is it's pretty stellar. Actually, I'm right. pretty excited about that. I would say if you're dropping below a twenty, fifteen, or twenty percent, start optimizing. Okay,
0: that's kind of what I thought. I've always heard the average for the coaching industry is is around fifteen twenty. Um, and anything under 20 is great. So that was kind of yeah, what I had in the back of my head, but I was curious what your answer would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, now there's a lot of talk um, out there, especially about smaller, more engaged lists. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, your list might be quite small, but they all know you personally and they're going to open everything you send them. Right. Um, you may have a list of, a, again, a bajillion people. You might have a 10,000 person list and you have that 15 to 20 percent open rate. It depends. On, again, it depends on what you need. Right. Of course, if you have 10,000 people and 100% open rate, call me because I can find affiliate offers <laughs> right. for you. But <laughs> yeah, they should call me too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to market with you. But um, if it, again, it's not as don't obsess over open rates, actually, that's that's really where I want to go with it. There are some email systems that they count opens differently. Yep. So if you consider Gmail, right? I know a lot of us are Gmail users. I am. Yeah. I a lot of times I just hate seeing the bold number in the parentheses, so I'll highlight everything and mark it all as red. Well, guess what? That counts as an open. Okay. So I never even saw your 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 your, your email subject. I just counted it just I didn't want the parentheses anymore. Right. I'm the same way with notifications. <laughs> oh, hate, oh my god. I hate, I hate them. them. <laughs> <laughs> but so instead of focusing on open rates, focus on click-through rates, right? So that's where the magic happens. When you can get them to read your email and then take an action,
0: take that action. that's
1: right. that's what you actually want to begin looking for. Obviously, if you're getting, you know, 100% of the people that open it are clicking it, that's, again, good. So your open rate is relative to your click-through rate.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of at, sense.
1: You, you don't really ever want to say oh I got 800 opens um, now if you got 800 opens and zero clicks optimize the email right so it's it's looking at it as in the big picture not just as its own goal okay very good very good that that is
0: a ton of awesome information so thank you so much for that Um what would you say the biggest mistake is that you see coaches make over and over again
1: specifically with like funnels? Being all things to all people. Yes. Um being afraid to be very specific in your language. So um I've done it, right? I've been tried to be all things to all people and I ran out of money and I had to borrow rent money from my mom and I had to get a job. Right. And that's what happened. Like, that's the short story. Um, It all worked out. Like, I'm running my own business now and I'm successful. But I stopped being all things to all people. I started really targeting what I do and who I do it for. Um, And so if you are – let's go back to the weight loss thing. If your specialty is helping people lose their first 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. do not be afraid to say that out loud to the world. Like, this is what I do. This is who I specialize in helping. Now, if somebody comes to you and messages you and says, Katie, can you please help me? Just, I'm stuck. It's not my first 10 pounds, but it's my last 10 pounds. Well, yeah, you can help them. Like, you don't have to turn down money. Right. But <laughs> by saying, I help you lose those first 10 pounds, I immediately know that you are the person to help me. Right. And that's okay. It's okay that, that not everybody's going to think you're the one for them. Because you're not the one for them, it's okay. For sure, there are more out there.
0: You are speaking my love language right now. <laughs> Hallelujah, amen. Like this is like my soapbox of all soapboxes for sure. So you are
1: speaking my oh, language, good. and it's. I'm glad I tapped right into that. Then you totally
0: did. Um, you know, it it is so true. You you help no one by trying to help everyone.
1: That's Absolutely. that's really what it comes down to. Uh, there's that jack of all trades, master of none yes. saying. And that's really what it is.
0: Yeah. And I think the thing that health coaches kind of struggle with is they're so passionate about just helping people. And they know that there's so many people who need healthy support in their lives, right?
1: Absolutely. And so
0: they they just want to help everyone. But by doing that, like, like you said, just because this person wants to lose their last 10 pounds instead of their first 10 pounds doesn't mean you can't say no. It just means that your marketing isn't geared specifically to them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. There are, I mean, a lot of my clients will say, oh, well, I work mainly with women, but I don't want to exclude the men. Well, it's okay. If a man comes to you, you're not going to say you have the wrong body parts for me to take your credit card. Right? You're, so- you're going to say, here's how you pay me. And it's okay. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, I'll, I'll take it to, again, in the health field, you know, if I have cold, I'm going to go to my general practitioner. But if he discovers that I have a major respiratory issue, he's going to send me to a a pulmonary specialist or something. I don't know. I saw it on Grey's Anatomy. And (laughs) And, you know, that pulmonary guy, they didn't go to general medical school. I mean, they did, but then they went to special medical school. They specialized. They spent a lot of time focusing on this one special thing, the lungs, the lungs, the lungs. Right. And then so if I need some help with my lungs, I know exactly who to go to. I'm not confused. I'm not over at the cardiologist who's trying to, you know, say, oh, you know what? I, I, I'll i help you there. They're right. saying I only deal with hearts, you yeah. know? So it's like other people do it. It's okay for you to do it too. That's right. really where I wanted to go, and I just stumbled my way through it. No, that's perfect. <laughs> you, you said it exactly what needed to be said there. Great example. <laughs> well, thank you. Any Art. any Grey's Anatomy reference I can get into a podcast is a good is a good podcast for me. Girl,
0: I love you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you ready for the fun lightning round? Yes. Okay. So what song do you listen to when you just
1: really need to get amped up? There's a new one. I think it's by um Jason DeRulo. It's Want to Want Me. Yes. Um, but there's a special version because Luke Bryan was doing some online karaoke on Facebook. And so Luke Bryan and Jason Derulo sang it together. So it has to be that one. Ooh, I will have to check that out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a video. So you get to watch them. And I don't think Jason Derulo sings his name. But I mean, because that's always a good thing. When Oh, when yeah, you, for sure. Jason Derulo. <laughs> you know, but I love him.
0: <laughs> if you had a magic wand that would grant you any wish right this instant. What would you wish for?
1: Oh, probably a clean house. My cleaning lady's on maternity leave, and I really miss her. That's always rough to deal with. It is. She's the best, and it's it's definitely not in my zone of genius. What
0: TV show could you watch over and over again? I think I know what the answer will be.
1: You know what? Surprisingly, I um I could watch Friends. Okay. On repeat. And have, like, all those marathons on TBS, yeah. I can watch them. I, I, I really like Grays, but I think that's a one and done. Like, I'm excited for the next one always. Okay. All right. But friends, I can repeat. I can deal with that. That's, that's a good answer. <laughs> How about your favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, well, I'm lactose intolerant. Okay. So my favorite flavor is um the new. I haven't even tasted it yet, but it's the new Ben and Jerry's uh, vegan. Okay. Yep. As they're lactose free, I so tried I it the other day. Oh, are they?
0: It's it's harder than normal ice cream, so it was kind of hard to stab a spoon into. But okay, I mean, you can't go wrong with fudge brownie flavored
1: anything. That's really what I'm I'm looking forward to. They ha- they don't have it in my stores yet, but I'm <gasps> waiting. We just got it, so okay. So I I will
0: cross my fingers for you soon.
1: Thank you, thank you. I really miss ice cream.
0: (laughs) How about your favorite classic Disney
1: movie? Oh, Lion King. Great one.
0: Dream vacation (laughs) destination?
1: Um, I've been there. It was my honeymoon. We went to Europe. Ooh.
0: Astrological sign? Libra. You know that is why we have this connection. I am a Libra girl too.
1: it must we're the we're the we're the balanced ones for sure definitely <laughs> how about your favorite movie oh you know i have a top five and most of them are those guilty pleasures that i just watch like speed like if oh, speed yeah. is on i have to watch it and same with twister oh i am the same way with twister for sure it's so good right <laughs> i yes yeah, Let's just go with Speed and Twister, the cheesy okay. 90s epic action films. I dig that. I dig <laughs> that.
0: And to finish it off, how about your favorite quote?
1: Um gosh, you know there are so there's one that I used to have on my computer background. Um if opportunity doesn't knock, it's not your door.
0: I love that.
1: And so it it kind of reminds me that again, you don't have to be all things to all people.
0: Yeah. just means it's not right for you exactly yes I love that well thank you so much for hanging out with us today it has been an absolute blast and I know that all of these wellness magic makers are definitely going to get a lot from this so thank you for sharing your expertise with us
1: thank you so much for having me I really these were these were good questions thank you thanks
0: Thanks for listening to the Wellness Magic Makers podcast. Be sure to head over to glamgirlglow.com backslash podcast to check out the show notes. And if you've loved what you heard today and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe in iTunes. Or if you haven't already, leave a review. Both are greatly appreciated and help this podcast be seen by more people. Until next time, bye. Bye.